When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really feel like I missed an opportunity, Al. Had a great time at the game last night, Dodgers and Angels, the big A with uh, corporate Greg. And (laughs) I only got one dog and two beers, and he was buying. Why didn't I go bigger? I, I feel like I blew it. I think you're a considerate person. I'm trying to look here. I'm, I'm t- I've never typed this in. Most expensive liquor at Angel Stadium. <laughs> I would have really had a game plan. Some I would have. I would have. I, I personally would not have even looked at what I'm eating or drinking. I would have just done it strictly based sort on price. by price. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, you go buy tickets and sure. you're on uh, one of those apps and it's from highest to lowest, lowest to highest. I wish they had that for food and drinks and I could just go. This is $43. I don't even know what it is, but I, I want one. I don't I even like one. caviar. Bring me three, right? <laughs> I don't know if caviar would be great at a ball. Do they do lobster rolls? Something, something that's got something expensive. They're going to have, yeah, I'm sure they have. You should have went even into the, uh, you know, it was like private clubs and just. Oh, they got the diamond club at the Big yeah. A. It's nice. They got they the guy carving the, the prime yeah. rib with the hat. Yeah. The hat adds a whole nother layer to it. When you got that tall, skinny Well, I'm hat. not I'm not getting it unless you have that. <laughs> It's just like, oh, they got the guy with the hat. He, mm-hmm. he might be doing omelets. He might be cutting prime rib. But whatever he's doing, he's he's good at it. Do you he's think a pro. when he's walking into Angel Stadium, <laughs> he already has the hat on? Like, I, well before he's getting it. to the... <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be, so instead of having one of those floppy caps like they had in the old-timey days, I just have the... I think it's called a toque? Mm-hmm. Toque? I don't, I don't know. I don't, neither do I. I think so. But what what's the, what's the average height of that, you think? It's like foot and a half i would get it cussed i get like four feet <laughs> <laughs> i want it as high as possible i really want everybody to kind of know what like, my role is well the, the more experience you, you got to go through me if you want this every year you're on the prime rib station or the omelet they add an inch right so if you if you've been there for 25 <laughs> years this guy <laughs> he's got a duck coming under under doorways yeah i like That's this good. idea we should uh, we should be in charge. Which of the idea is carver. better, this one or our idea from yesterday, the boats and hose? <laughs> They're H-O-S-E. both good. We could put our lo- our boats and hose. I felt like on the side. We H-O-S-E. got. I felt like we got a, lo- a lot of love on the boats and hose idea. H O C. Got to you got to enunciate. You got to what's it? Verbally font. Verbal vo- font. Vocally font. Whatever yeah. it is. Can't you just see us both on a yacht with a hose? <laughs> okay. I need you to help me with something here. And and I'm really asking. Mm -hmm. I'm a Dodger fan, so I'm seeing things through very Dodger blue colored glasses. I also talk to people in and around baseball who give me information that I trust because it's it's right far more often than it's wrong. I cannot see a scenario Mm -hmm. where Otani makes a decision to go go somewhere else Mm-hmm. For reasons that have anything to do with the baseball product that isn't LA, right? Am I just seeing that because I want to see that, or is there a scenario where he stays? Because I'm watching him pitch last night. Okay. I, I, I'm putting myself in his own shoes. I'm out here dealing. I struck out twelve guys in seven innings, give up yeah. one run because a Hall of Famer got me once. Okay, 
and I'm going to lose this game. I've been here six years. We've been bad five times. This we're finally decent. That those guys over there, they're good every year. They're they're actually not having a good season, and they have the same record we do. I get to live in the same place. I get to live my life exactly the same way. I'm going to get them every single nickel that I want. They're going to be offering it to me. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Take me take, as somebody who roots for a different team. What am I missing? So is this is the question just Dodgers and Angels? No, or is just it Dodgers and the other 29 teams? I I don't think like I I know people are going to try to make a lot from. Angels get swept by the Dodgers, two game set. They lose both games two to nothing. They could have won both of those games very easily. I, I thought whatever happened in these two games, it's not that big. Maybe the only thing that you could say would be a big deal, not even a big deal, but a microscopic deal, is if the Angels handled the Dodgers. Let's just say they won eight nothing and seven to one and kind of dominated them in these two games. And the Angels are just really looking like they're playing good baseball. And Isn't this worse? There. Where the games were close and the Dodgers aren't? They don't have that lineup that won 100. They Outman, Vargas, Bush, like Lad Peralta, Lad Hayward. Last night's lineup was not loaded with MVPs and All Stars. I I don't think that I don't think his frame of mind changes of what happened in these two games because they were two well played close baseball games. Could have won them both. Dodgers won them both. Okay. I think the thing that I just look at is this is what stuck out to me with Otani more than anything else. The only reason why we spend as much time talking about Otani is because he has been very, very vocal of wanting to win, right? That it's not, this isn't a, Otani doesn't really say anything about the competition. Otani doesn't really, you, you don't feel a certain way. I, I think that to me is what stands out the most because. But it's a lack of vocal, right? It's he because he says so little. When he says anything, it feels like it has added impact, right? That what we know is, hey, I want to win. That's that's the only thing we know about this I'm, guy. That's I'm it. listening when he talks, right? Because right. it feels like he's not talking just to talk. To go back to what you just said about, are you missing something? I don't think you're missing something. I think that the only way he would stay with the Angels is it's not – I don't think it's completely determined on them making a World Series I run. I don't either. I think it's him just being loyal to a franchise and maybe winning isn't the top priority. But I don't believe that. You know what I mean? That, that his top priority. Yes. I think winning – is his top priority. And I think when he gets that opportunity to... Listen, let me make a case for another team. Let's stay in the NL West. Are the San Francisco Giants a well-run organization? Yes. I think so too, right? San Francisco Giants are also having a... Listen, will they go back to the average? Maybe, maybe not. But a couple years ago, ran into a situation like this where they just kept winning. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're a well-run franchise. Does Otani look at the team that's been most stable, the organization that's been most stable, or does he look at, all right, what market do I want to be in, number one? And number two, listen, there's also other franchises. No, they're not ran as well as the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. However, they're really good teams and they're run well. It's Maybe it's not a foregone conclusion that it's only the Dodgers. But they're not going to get beat on money unless unless somebody goes – Bananas, right? And let the Mets, the Padres come and look, we'll give you eighty million a year. They could get beat they, on money. They, they they could get beat on money because if somebody they're goes, so smart on money. If somebody goes nuts, but if this gets into 
hey, look, fit, we, we want 50, but the number's 56. I think for him, they go to something like that, right? Mm-hmm. They're not now. If it goes, if they're thinking fifty and the number's seventy-five, I don't think that they do that. So they could lose there, but somebody doing something so far out of the norm, okay, maybe you lose there. You but don't tra- lose. Tra- on isn't winning. that your only way of trying to beat the Dodgers? That, okay. in a in a maybe that's it because the Dodgers are so responsible yeah. and the Dodgers are so you're going to pay that. Cool, and they're disciplined. We, we're not paying that, and you're going to have him till he's what age? <laughs> I think that's the only strategy to try to go up head-to-head against the Dodgers. So he was asked about the idea that he could end up on the Dodgers last year or next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, his quote was, I want to... And this is like the most Otani quote in the world because yep. he really... At least we don't hear from him all that often. I want to concentrate on the season. I'm leaving it up to my agent. And me personally, I want to concentrate on the season. There's there's no information in there. None. There's not one little tip of – because even something as subtle out as he said, listen, I've told you guys this before. I want to win. That is a very clear message. Hey, what do you think about being on the Dodgers next year? Look, man, I don't know what's going to happen next year. The only thing I know for sure is I want to put myself in a position to win a bunch of baseball games and play in October. That doesn't just mean the Dodgers, but it it, it probably means not the Angels. It doesn't, but it's, well, I'm going to let my agent do that. I'm just here to play for this team this year. That he gives us so little is both oddly riveting and completely frustrating. So this is where I disagree that he gives us so little. I think that says a lot. What does it say? He doesn't say anything about the Angels. He never says anything about the Angels. Last season, the only conversation about the Angels had nothing to do with the Angels. It had to do with winning, which is not associated with the Angels. Like, I, I, every time I read a quote like this, I'm like, I got it. Like, I understand. You think that's a, I'm not re-signing with the Angels quote. I, I think it's I, a... I, I've never wanted you to be right more in my life. But, but, but here's, here's... You could mention the Angels at some point. He talks about... He avoids the Angels conversation as if he doesn't play for them. That they're a team that doesn't even exist. To to not say, to say as little as he says, yeah. and to dance. There's a lo- not a lot of dancing. There's just enough dancing. Trav, he doesn't say, guys. You know how excited I am this year that we're in the middle of this playoff run. All I could think about is me in this uniform trying to win a World Series for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Where does he ever say any any of that stuff? And that could possibly also be because he doesn't believe in it. He doesn't believe that that as far as realistic goes. But I know it's a it's a very small quote. But where in any of this does he say anything that would give anyone some type of direction that the Angels are really in play? If you're an Angel fan, your thought process on this is you just hope he doesn't like change. That you just want to look. I'm comfortable here. I like it here. Living in Orange County is nice and comfortable. Maybe a loyalty. Yeah, but loyalty works both ways, right? Mm -hmm. Loyalty is not just, hey, this is the only place I've been. I'm going to stay here. Loyalty is, I'm going to give you my very best, but I'm going to need your very best in return, Mm -hmm. right? That 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 that's loyalty. One way is is stupidity, right? You got to get something coming back the other way, and they haven't, right? They they've put together bad teams. Let's put it this way. I won't leave it as loyalty. I'll, I'll say it more as if I could win. This is a bad example because it's not the right player, and it could be a little delusional. I think Damian Lillard is delusional. 
I think he's delusional thinking that, well, I want to win in Portland, right? I think there's this loyalty to the franchise, yeah. and yeah. me by winning here is much more important. It's, it's a much it's bigger a, thing than if I did it with the Lakers franchise. I, I, I get that. The, the difference is, though, in baseball, I need, I need 15 good guys. Mm-hmm. In basketball, if Lillard gets the right guy, maybe just one right other guy, maybe one and a half right other guys, I can turn this around here. We just need to get... Him the po- or maybe, but the him. point is, is that there's a history yeah. of the Dodgers winning. There's a history of the Yankees winning. There's a history of certain franchises winning. Unless he just thinks I'm just another dude that ends up winning a champ. Anthony Davis is another guy that won a championship with the Lakers. He's not the guy. Jokic will be a legend forever in Denver. I'm just using that. The as fact a- that the Dodgers haven't been ripping off World Series though, that's doesn't true. that help? That yeah. the, the one that. The one that they have in their most recent incarnation was different, odd, short, a lot different, different, right? Not less, but varied. The Dodgers have not won a since 1988. That's Kurt a long Gibson's time. home run was the last season the Dodgers played 162 games and won the World Series. I was a junior in high school, right? It's a totally different thing. No, Look at this little my goodness little LZ in the house. LZ, I had no idea. He just. How about instantly he just looks at you like, oh, he's talking. <laughs> he really he never stops talking. He never stops talking. I'm going to have to bring him in here, see what he has to bring say him about in. that. Talk a little NBA draft as well. Lakers have already made a move this morning. They moved up in the second round from 47 to 40. Do they pick? Do they trade? And are they not the only ones going to make a big move in the draft tonight? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This puts me in a nice mood. This is kind of jolly and upbeat. They said, when I get old, losing my hair. Instantly. Uh, when I'm 64, so that's like a, a year from now, Trap. I used to put my headphones on like to cover my head. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> Yeah, look, honestly, while Kurt Sandoval is still number one for starting this thing off, Emily is probably more em- guilty than anyone else for it like pushing no this tomorrow. narrative, right? Because she's gotten Taylor on it. Mm-hmm. You, you've all, you've actually been quasi kind of cool. Yeah, I feel bad because these two are coming <laughs> at you every day. Look, I got gray hair. And every bald. other day, usually. You know, it's like the same days as the Kaboom like days. Kaboom and you're an old day. fart are the, <laughs> in the same day. I like yeah. how she's negotiated every other day in her, like, <laughs> game plan. She's got a strategy. She's, she's, she's a So that people can, like, listen to the days they choose to, to listen to. <laughs> no, we want them to listen oh, every day. Kaboom yes. or yes. kaboom lists, right? Um, all right. So 
the Lakers move from 47 to 40. They make mm-hmm. a deal with Indiana. They send uh, they do a little pick flip and send some money Indiana's way. They are likely to make a deal tonight, right? It just feels like they're setting up. They're getting their ducks in a row to or they're trying or they're trying. They're trying, and maybe right? it just doesn't come to fruition. There's a lot of smoke around the Clippers right now with Paul George, right? There was the the rumor yesterday that they were, you know, at least taking other NBA teams' temperatures on on their yeah. interest in Paul George. Portland came up a little bit. You saw it again today. Now the Knicks reportedly are at least quasi-interested in, in doing something like that. Paul George and the Clippers and the Kawhi-Paul-George-Clipper marriage over the last five yeah. years hasn't worked. And maybe it's just bad luck. You know that nobody's been healthy at the same time, and this, but that's a very big name who's still when he plays, he's still an incredibly effective player that could move tonight, and and it would make the Clippers wildly different if he's not there. And I'm not sure it doesn't make him more interesting and potentially even more dangerous. So let me, it's kind of interesting because look, what if Clip- they were able to flip him like in Portland for Scoot or something that that third pick? That's a. Th- because Dame doesn't want Dame doesn't want to do the I'm got to rebuild mentor, the rebuild. But he wants an but, established player. But aren't you then basically saying that this is why I don't think they would do something like that? The only reason why I think they would do a Paul George move is if there's another established player. Their win now mode. Yeah, That's but they it. still have now. a lot of really good players. They still have Kawhi. They still have a really deep team. And you've kind of because they don't have any picks. But team, right? but aren't teams that are trying to compete for a championship? Are you really going to put your eggs in a number two, number three pick? Well, Probably Scoot not. Scoot could also play. He Paul can, George could be injured that, all it. next season. So could Kawhi Leonard. He could. Also true. But then mm-hmm. again, but then you're in the same boat anyway, right? At mm-hmm. some point, you're going to have to cross your fingers and hope so that could, one or both of these guys. But can I just go back to, and I'm I'm not telling you that, that I think if you're getting rid of Paul George, one of two things are happening. Either you're getting a player that you think – Okay, maybe the caliber is not exactly there, but you feel like you have a team. I mean, hell, they were competing with the Phoenix Suns, and they didn't have anybody, and Kawhi Leonard in those first two games until he got injured, the series was tied one apiece. Maybe they feel like there's enough talent there, but if you're also going to go get a youngster like that, that doesn't make me think that they're competing for a championship. That almost tells me that you're taking a kind of a a step back. I I, I disagree with that. Or trying to find your next Shea Gilgis or whatever. I think think you can do both at the same time. I think that what you just said, the last there, I think is a big part of it. That, listen, our two best guys are on the wrong side of their best basketball. They've still got a lot left, but they're older players, and both of these guys are ridiculously injury-prone. We don't have our next big guy in the system right now. We have no picks in the foreseeable future to get something like this done. We've traded away just about everything that we could have. Mm-hmm. Why don't we trade? Because if one of those guys, if they could move up to Portland spot, for instance, in three, you're going to get somebody that's a difference maker and not maybe right away, but could kind of like as Kawhi continues to come up, he continues to go down. It's not the end of the world. You still have a really because you just said it. Even with Phoenix, you still got some guys that can really, really. Play. Can you imagine Portland thinking? No way. We got him. Way. Come on in. This way. camera's here. I got to get in the camera. LZ in the house right now. LZ, when's the last time you were in the studio, man? We had a fun morning show. Was it pre-COVID? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it was. I remember we got we got sent home that morning. Like, oh yeah, all right, you guys be, are all done here. Right, Go home. We'll let you know when it's time to come back. And then I never got the call back. <laughs> and here we are. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Why guys. are you here? It's L.A. Oh, Why shouldn't I be here? No, I'm Jesus. thrilled. Like, Relax no, on no. That. The usually, I heard Dustin May was hurt. You needed a picture. <laughs> usually, I get a little. Hey, Trav, I'm to be in L.A. You know, maybe. Well, I was going here just for work. Okay. So I'm doing this thing with Jason Mraz next door tonight at the uh, Grammy Museum. Okay. So I have a hair That's appointment at noon. That's my guy. Yeah. I got a, a Good Morning America special coming out with him uh, next week. Okay. Because his new album comes out. Speaking of coming out, and he's openly by now. Okay. So it's like this whole Pride Month, you know me, mm. this whole yeah, music, like, Pride Month, Jason Mraz, bum, 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 If he bum. could play for the Dodgers, you'd have like the hat trick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he can he's, go, he's, doo-doo, doo-doo. he's coming out, he's playing music, and he plays baseball. <laughs> he strings his little guitar and goes, I'm yours, Dodgers. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight, and then tomorrow I hop on a plane. I was telling Morales, I hop on a plane, and then I go to New York to cover the Pride Parade for um, ABC. So it's been fun. Go for you, man. That's I'm on, awesome. I'm on tour. You're on tour? That's I'm on right. tour. How much NBA draft time are you going to get tonight? It sounds like not much. I did Nightline uh, yesterday, so I taped it ahead of time, and it ran last night, which was cool. Talking about Victor, I live in San Antonio now, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be seeing Wimby all okay. the time. Get, get your thoughts, because I'm... Get, break break them down what you were saying yesterday. I'm not a basketball scout. I don't know anything other than I've watched a lot of basketball. I haven't seen that shape do real well. I, I just I just haven't. Right? Yeah. I, I have not seen a dude built like that that kills it. The the one yeah. quasi example is Durant. He's six inches taller than Durant. Yeah. And about sixty pounds lighter. Yeah. So here's the deal. You're right. We haven't. But the reason why we haven't is because the skill set didn't match the body type, right? So because they were tall, they assume you have to be a quote-unquote big man and thus playing perimeter, playing the paint. And the physicality of the sport treats that body harshly. The reason why Kevin Durant was able to thrive so long is because he's been able to be perimeter. And I think Victor can thrive as long as Pops use him in a perimeter fashion. And I'm pretty sure he will. Plus, more importantly, other than Jokic, Embiid, you know, maybe Al Horford every fifth playoff game. <laughs> I just, I just picture. I mean, there's not a lot of guys who are going to be spending all that time no, in the paint anyway. I just mm-hmm. picture Draymond Green elbowing him in the chest, and that being the end of it. Well, that, why Wimby? Draymond Green can hit anybody in the no, chest, I, and that would be the end of it. I right? think the end would come quicker for Wimby with one because like, it might well, crack here, him. Here's, in half. here's the one thing. One thing I'll say is. What's crazy is we spent a little time on this yesterday. That the hype machine around. Victor mm-hmm. is similar to Lakers had a preseason game in Vegas and Victor came to that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, he dabs up LeBron and AD and right. it's like that that hype machine's been going on for a while now. Right. The only issue I have, it's not that can this guy be a baller? It's you're already saying, "Hey, can he be this good?" You're you're comparing him to Braun coming out. You're comparing him yeah, yeah. to these unrealistic expectations that he could still be an unbelievable player that won an NBA championship, and they would say, "Well, he didn't live up to the hype, the expectations." We created the hype. We created the expectations. That's the only thing with him. Well, you know what I would say about that is he's going to San Antonio, mm-hmm. and that means a lot of good things for him. First and foremost, it means stability, right? Pops there, 
the team's stable. The community is stable. The community in San Antonio is a patient community that wants to love his players. He ends up in New York, and he's not balling by the 20th Except game. Patrick Ewing by second week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> New York don't have time like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. San Antonio, they brought Tony Parker off the bench. They brought Kawhi Leonard off the bench. You know, it wasn't as if, you know, this is a franchise that is automatically just going to throw him out there. He might come off the bench despite being a number one pick because Pop knows he has a really long runway. He doesn't have to rush in and be saved by the kid just because he's a number one pick. That's number one. And number two, the game is really perimeter, man. Yeah. It really is. I mean, think about the finals. We saw Jokic get a couple of layups and everybody else is shooting threes. Mm-hmm. He's 7'5". With a wet stroke. He's seven five, but he weighs what, two hundred and fifteen, twenty pounds? I mean, I, I'm sorry, he I, doesn't, just, I, I he can't doesn't, get past it. I, I listen, I get it. The visual ain't cute. <laughs> it ain't cute. But put it this way, how would you feel about a seven foot five shooting guard? If you stop thinking about him as a power forward, if you stop mm-hmm. thinking about him as a center, and you think about him for what he actually is, but which I is guess, a shooting guard. I get stuck on seven five. Like, let's can we not take advantage of some of that? Like, I'm not saying he's got to be down. Who's there blocking and, his shot as a seven five no, shooting nobody. guard? Nobody. He'll, he'll still so be he's able taking to advantage of everybody. Right. So he, he's he, taking advantage he, of he it. He could still fifteen feet away. I was looking over shot. at Chris to make sure he didn't have the uh, Mysterio mask or anything oh. else going on over there. I'm just making sure that we're we're good. I, I know no, 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 I just no. was waiting for the music to come on and I retire Mysterio. <laughs> Thank God on the radio. <laughs> but you know, he's, if you text me late at night, other places, <laughs> and the brown liquor's pouring and the sativa's singing, I understand. You know, then it's I back. Uh, I, I can't guarantee any promises, but you know, did you talk Stephen to Ohana yet? <laughs> I have not. He's not. I'm trying to talk him into Madonna right now. Okay. Yeah, I was like, we're gay still. Notice I said still. Still. You know, it wears off after a few years. Uh, that's break, really... Breaking news. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Yeah, you got to re-up. Dude, submit an application? What is it exactly? Yeah, it's kind of like solar power. You need more rainbows to kind of hit into your little panel and then you charge up. But in Texas, we don't have that many rainbows. I was going to say, how, to how is Cruz. life in Texas? You know what? I actually love it. Beto and I hang out all the time, okay. which is, believe it or not, one of the main reasons why we moved down there is because we're so close and, you know, it's been been totally awesome. But what, what I love about it most is just not what you think Texas is. And the thing that I've learned, and you know this having lived in Texas, is that there is a national coverage of the state and there's actually living in the state. Mm-hmm. And those who live in the state love the state. And mm-hmm. the reason why they love the state, it's really fun. <laughs> There's diversity. There's good food. You don't have to worry about getting small portions. No. <laughs> no or a, or a, a weak drink. Or a weak drink. <laughs> yeah, they, when, when I'm saying, hold up. Yeah. Love I, it less. Love it less. I, I, I have a bartender, man, at one of the clubs down there. I asked for a double. It's a quadruple. Look, they do some things right. I asked for a single, it's a triple. <laughs> if she was a Dodger, she'd be a Hall of Famer. She's, she's amazing. She's, amazing. She's running the triple drill. <laughs> In your martini, she's running the triple drill, right? That was a classic bit. Where is he? I don't know. Where is he? I know where he's not. I know where he's not, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going to do? It is great to see you. It is awesome to see you. Maybe Ohana. Make it not happen. Ohana. Give me Steve's number. I'll, I'll start to work on Should it. Should I give it out over the air? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it. Just tweet have, it. Just tweet it out. Do just it. tweet it out. No one's on Twitter anymore. No, no. Do it. No. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, guys. Kaboom. <laughs> Don't play it, Taylor. Don't play it. Not for him. <laughs> it's great having LZ in here. It was, it was really fun hearing Had you ever met talk. him before him? I hadn't met him in person. I think yeah. I met him once uh, when I first started working here mm. uh, via Zoom. But yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. Great. Um, also, you know, exactly two years since I started working here. So no, congrats. Yeah, happy anniversary. Really two years. Damn. Feels like it's been a long time. Damn, I don't. It's you know. I'm not saying this. I, it, I don't remember doing the show when you weren't here. Yeah, it was a, it was a couple months. Yeah, but it was. No, I, yeah, we had a, a little while, but only yeah. the evening is what I remember. <laughs> yeah. when we would do the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so uh, you know me. If there's any Aaron Rodgers news out in the world, I will report on you will it. You'll find it, and I will find it for you all. So now, if he threw for four touchdowns, she'll <laughs> skip that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the one. So this one is is from uh, it's an article by Mike Florio in uh, Pro Football Talk. And this is some, I'm going to read you guys some quotes. Okay, so this is quotes from Aaron Rodgers himself. So he says, I guarantee you all these bums who want to come after me online about my experiences and stuff, uh, talking about ayahuasca and stuff, they've never tried it. They're the perfect people for it and we need to get the, these guys, these people taking it. So essentially those bums, a.k.a. Emily, coming after him need to go take some <laughs> ayahuasca. And he also goes on to say, you know, words are so interesting. They have such power in their spells. There's a reason it's called spelling, because the way that the letters are put together have such power. So yeah, lovely did stuff. He He's say it like that, or did you say it like that? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a recording, and I'm just interpreting from okay. the uh, words he said. So, you would do psychedelics with Aaron Rodgers. Travis, fetch up. Yeah. And you can take off the with Aaron Rodgers part. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm Team Emily when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers debate. Yeah, but look, I like to drink. I will occasionally take an edible, and I like those things. They make me feel good. I have absolutely zero percent interest in anything hallucinogenic. None. I do not. I already don't like what's going on in my head a lot of the times. I, the last thing I want is to start seeing things inside my head that aren't actually there. I have no zero interest in ayahuasca with anybody. Okay, so I've never taken psychedelics, um, so I'm kind of with you on this one. But I'm ready to try it with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go fact on this one. <laughs> and there's only one reason why. I want to be able to do it. And then I want to be able to come on the show and talk about my experience with it. And I have a feeling you guys would be very interested to get the full story. You'd be a changed man. Just go to Joshua Slee together and, you know, yep. have a good time. Yep. 
Yeah. You're, you're not a Mad Men person, right? No. Emily, I know you are. Yes. The episode where they all take LSD scared the crap out of but me. But LSD is very different than ayahuasca. It's very different than mushrooms. Like there's a there's word. a big spectrum of psychedelics that hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people say, and specifically mushrooms, like, hey, you should all try it because it opens up a side of nope. the brain and this and that. No, thank you. With Aaron Rodgers, I'm in. Without Aaron Rodgers, I'm out. Taylor? I've never taken psychedelics either. Actually, me, Aaron, and Taylor. <laughs> now I'm freaking in. Oh, I've never taken psychedelics. Um, I would, if but if I did, I would want to do them with, I don't know, Marshawn Lynch, not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Oh, I'd take that. He'd probably want to do other things, but Be yeah. Be more fun, I think. For sure. He's also going to be in a new uh, movie coming out this summer called Bottoms, and he's the teacher of this like all girls fight club. It's going to be very fun. Marshawn Lynch. Yes, Marshawn Lynch. He's It'll funny. Be great. So, uh, looking forward to that movie. So, um, a 15 year old Stephen Jimenez. Sorry if I uh, said your name wrong, but got his driver's license and played his first ever MLS match for FC Cincinnati this week. So, 15. Yes, 15 years old. So. You should be 17 before you go pro in sports. Mm. Al, Dr. Cap. Um, oh man, this one's a little tough. I want to say, I want to say, look, if you're good enough, go ahead and do what you got to do. But I'm going to go fact on this one. I think a little bit older. 15 is just so freaking young. It's just so young. I want to say, hey, if you're good at this job or you do this or do that, go ahead and do it. But doesn't it also feel like 15 years old just seems can the kid develop a little bit till he's just old enough to know what the hell is going on? I'll go fact on that one. Trev? I'm going to go cap. I would not want my kid to be a pro at 15. I would not want my kid to be a pro at 17, right? They're just, they're not emotionally mature enough Some of to those handle AAU these circuits, for, all for that sure. stuff. Yeah. But if you want to, you should be able to do it. If, if you need money and you have a skill and someone's willing to pay you to do it, yeah. go. Right, and because if you have a musical prodigy, like they say, your daughter plays the violin, and she's kids a, at eleven, or getting just famous. like Britney yeah. Spears she, was Britney on Spears, MTV at sixteen, right? and, and they're a prodigy or what, whatever it is. If you have a skill that someone's willing to pay you, the prof- if you're an actor at eight years old and you're on a hit TV show or you're in movies, they don't say, "Oh, you got to wait till you're seventeen to be in the movies." But well, yeah, we, we all know what happens with child actors. I, I'm not like, like I said, I wouldn't want my kid to do it. Yeah. but I'm I'm more of no, a I'm, I'm libertarian. Sold. You actually just sold me. I, I feel un-American to be yeah, honest just, with you. If you if somebody's willing to cut you a check, knock yourself out. Well, and hopefully uh, your parents aren't vultures that are going to yeah, steal the money from you. It's all the examples. It's all the examples you gave Trav of kids who are singers who are actors, who are actresses, well, what's the difference? They're doing it at 10, 11, 12, some of them even younger. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. But we also always use those as cautionary tales anyway. Uh, but also there's people at the Olympics, the, the, the gymnasts that are 16 years old, because that's when they're eligible finally, swimmers at the same way, and we don't look at them the same way as we do those yeah. actors and singers. Taylor, factor cop. Fact, yeah, you should be able to, I think it's a very select few, very you know, special cases. I think Luca was a professional at 15, right? Yeah, I think he was playing in... Well, I think 13 is when we went out to Barcelona, I want (laughs) to say. You know what I thought you were going to say? When he started going out to bars. (laughs) (laughs) Which now, that that I'm not cool with. It is Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Kaboom. (laughs) Nope, Taylor, don't play it. (laughs) All right, so um, a law student, Jordan Haber... 
despite not playing basketball, found he was eligible and submitted paperwork to be part of the annual NBA draft in New York City. So essentially, he was bored. He read the bylines of the CBA. was like, hey, I actually can qualify for this. NBA was like, he emailed NBA with all the paperwork, signed it, everything. They approved it. And he is able to go to the draft. Obviously, it doesn't mean that he's going to be drafted. Likely not. So uh, you wish that you could have thought of this, too, and done it yourself. Taylor, factor cap. Um, I don't completely understand. Um, so he is eligible for the draft. So I'm sure there's something like the GMs get a huge list of eligible players to be drafted, and his name, he Jordan Haber, is to, able to be on there. And he doesn't and he, play basketball. Yes, and he can go to the event. So do you wish you would have thought of this and done it yourself? So probably cap? <laughs> yeah, cap. I'm capping this. <laughs> Okay, Trev. I'm fact. I think it's kind of a a creative, fun way to create an experience for yourself that no one else kind of said, hey, do I actually have to be a basketball player to do this? He'll get to go to the event. It'll, like to Emily's point, I'm sure somewhere there's a document of all the draft eligible players that are out there that have submitted their names. He's on it. Be a cool thing to have for the rest of your life. Maybe you get to go to a couple of parties along the way and you got a story to tell forever and ever. I'm fact on the story part of it. Do you know that I somehow found a way within the CBA bylaws and everything else that I actually got a chance to be at the 2023 draft where Victor was getting drafted yeah. and Scoot and all that and my name was on the list? Every GM had to see my name on this list. I think for that stupidity, it's a great story, and we're sitting here talking about it. How cool would it be if we came up clever, with it? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, totally. So, um, Michael Malone got a tattoo this past weekend. Um, and, he is uh, on one. Yes, of, of Maxi the Minor. off one. Which I guess is like an older uh, you know, mascot for the, for the Nuggets, but Maxi the Minor holding the Larry O'Brien trophy. So, this is a baller thing for Michael Malone to do. Uh, Travis, factor cap. Yeah, I'm not a tattoo guy, but if you are, good for you. Um, I, I like that he went big. Have you seen it, Al? No, I have it's, not seen it's it. It's about like that on his shoulder. It's not a little teeny tiny thing. It's a pretty good sized tattoo. Um, he's a champion forever, you know, and, and he, Michael Malone is very, very confident in who he is. Like going back to the early rounds of the playoffs and he, oh, we lost and everybody says the Lakers are in a great spot and LeBron's awesome. Okay. And he just kept doubling down on all this stuff. I like his attitude. I think he's a really good coach. And if he wants to put a cartoon character on his arm at 50-something years old, knock yourself out. Al? Fact, and it, it, it kind of comes down to this. A lot of the comments that he had during the playoff run, and especially um, what was it during their parade, you know, he kind of took some shots. I think I want to say he was on the Pat McAfee show, took mm-hmm. a shot at Braun, whatever it was. When you win – you kind of do whatever you want. Now, I just mean you're not going to have a target on your back. It doesn't mean that other people, players, coaches might look at, man, we got to shut this guy up. He won't stop talking. But there is something about having that confidence. There is something about saying, do you know the the franchise that I coach has never won an NBA championship before, and I was the head coach for it? Do your thing. Is I, it at all weird? Like, I think his look, players love him. This is the NBA. Mm-hmm. Unless your name is Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson, you're going to get canned in one of these jobs eventually. It happens to everybody, right? Look at this past offseason. Nick Nurse <laughs> has a championship. A, yeah. Frank Vogel has a championship. It, Doc Rick Rivers. Carlisle has a championship. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. <laughs> it, all of them can. All of them can. So when you go in to interview with the <laughs> Indiana Pacers with a Denver Nuggets logo on your shoulder, maybe at that but, point you But I mean, it's one totally of the weird. trophy. It's never going to go away. You're always going to say you won a championship with the Denver Nuggets. Yep. Uh, Taylor? Oh, Cap, it's not that baller. I, I'm, I'm just surprised that Michael didn't get like a 
I don't know, Calvin peeing on a Lakers logo <laughs> tattoo or something because they're, they're st- still stuck in his head so much. That's his next one. He's going to get it on the small of his it's back. probably on the decal of his car. <laughs> and he, people don't know because he's just driving around a car. That, that, how, what, what was going on in the universe when that was a thing that people were putting on their cars? <laughs> it's still like, there. It's still there. I, I know it is, but it seemed like it had a moment but 10 or 12 years ago where yeah. you couldn't drive by a Ford that wasn't peeing on a Chevy. It's a specific kind of person that might inhabit a lot of the South a lot of times, too. <laughs> well, they, look, we had more than our fair share yeah. out here as well. All right, Dodgers and Astros start a series tomorrow at Dodger Stadium, and I did not think it was possible, but the commissioner of baseball has actually made the sign-scaling scandal even worse. Congratulations, Rob. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Listening to that, how long are you and I, what, two and a half years, give or take? If, M, if M's been here two, yeah. then we're two. Well, and... we, so we started before the Rome show. <laughs> Trying to think if... Probably close to two and a half. I think I did the morning show for like three and a half. So, yeah, this is, this is second getting... longest. No, I'm trying you, to. I'm trying to think what you're getting at. Are you saying like, hey, we're getting no, close, Al? No, I'm trying to think that this is actually the second longest I've ever been mm. with a partner. Like Marcellus and I did a show for I think it was two weeks, and then he bounced. <laughs> it's good two weeks. We had a pretty good show. Kelvin, Kelvin and I had a show for uh, a year. You guys had it was the five to seven. right? It was too early. Turns out that's pretty early. Yeah. And then Sorry, I did. You guys had that. Uh, they obviously, you know, Key and LZ, but mm-hmm. actually, we're climbing the ranks. Climbing the ranks here. And you still have this show as your eighth favorite show <laughs> that you've worked on. Ninth. <laughs> I did the pregame show with Dennis Thurman one year yeah. for USC football that was uh, eighth. I thought my joke at eighth was good. And then <laughs> take it that. Well, you knew I was going to go down. You knew that that was going to happen. Let me remind you again, this is very cool, and it's an opportunity for you to do something incredibly exciting for a high school junior or senior that you may know. Um, We're teaming up with Rotolo Chevrolet and Capozio Buick GMC. You know I'm a huge fan of the guys at Rotolo uh, and Mike Capozio personally, who, of course, is part of Capozio Buick GMC. We're teaming up to recognize 10 high school juniors and seniors who are not only excelling in the classroom, but also um, active in their community. So if you would like to reward them, and we're going to give away $250 in cash plus a VIP experience at our 710 ESPN All-Star Friday event coming up on the 14th of July at the West Covina Sportsplex, you're going to want to go to ESPNLA.com and nominate your child or student. Make your nominations. You can do it right now. Make your nominations at ESPNLA.com. You got a chance for them to win $250 in cash and, of course, the recognition that they deserve for doing such a great job in our community. And a big thanks to our friends at Rotolo Chevrolet and Composio Buick GMC for giving back. Slee, 250 bucks cash? Amazing. Imagine if you're a junior and senior. Someone says, hey, 250 for you. And, by the way, here's a bunch of people who want to tell you you're doing a great job. It's a good partnership. Uh, great partnership with the station. Good partnership that you have with the dealers, and that's a great cause. Nominate your, your own son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Nominate somebody on your street that's a nice kid. Mm-hmm. Nominate somebody, if you're a teacher or something like that, and you know a bunch of kids, nominate a bunch of them. Throw them in there, ESPNLA.com, and uh, do your nominations today. Can, I'm going to start with the okay. nice thing first. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to start with the nice thing first. Rob Manfred has done some things for baseball that I think are very, very beneficial. Oh, I agree with you. He expanded the playoff field, which you, I know, were in favor of. Yep. They got more teams in, which means more teams are interested longer into the season. That's a win for baseball. 
He changed a bunch of rules that I really never thought would come in. We got the DH in both leagues. We got a pitch clock. We're not having 15 and 16 inning games once a week. We're getting these things done the 10th or 11th inning with the ghost runner. It's there. I love these rules. And baseball seems not seems. This is the absolute truth. They're the latest to try to change the sport modernize yeah modernize and there's how many times that we hear this associated with baseball we just don't do it like that no but we've been doing it for a hundred years this way and what happened while when they all the it? other sports are as fast as they can trying to and they finally changed it and it was like yeah this is better yeah it is it, it, it's almost universal i know mm-hmm. ireland gives me a hard time that i hate the pitch clock i don't i greg and i were laughing how quick the game was going last night it's great i i, I like all of these changes so Rob Manfred, but you do hate the pitch clock. <laughs> Rob Manfred has done a lot of things that are good for baseball, so we'll give him credit for that. He did an interview with Time Magazine that dropped uh, today, mm-hmm. where he's talking about the sign ceiling scandal, of course, involving the Dodgers and the Astros, the Astros and the Yankees, and the Astros and who knows who else. Remember, he granted everybody immunity in this thing, and then at some point he said, "You know, what, what are we really? Are we talking about a piece of metal referring to the World Series trophy?" which was a complete miss. So in this article that came out, this interview, quote from the commissioner of baseball, I'm not sure I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you're going to do in terms of punishment. He went on to say, I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us. Starting with, I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe not my best decision ever. There are some decisions I'd like to take back. There's absolutely no question about that. Some of the decisions surrounding the Houston situation would like to have those back. Okay. Did he just not make it worse for everybody? That it that now the Dodgers and Dodger fans, my hand in the air, it's like, yeah, no blank. You should have hammered these guys mm-hmm. because it was a farce. They cheated. They it was like baseball espionage. You knew it was happening and you did nothing. I'm sure Yankee fans feel exactly the same sure. way as Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. Astro fans are probably like, we were just about done with this, you know, and we won a World Series since then. Why are we going over this again? There's nobody that comes out of this better off than the commissioner himself maybe saying, yeah, I might have got it a little wrong. Why Why light that match all over again? Let me ask you this. I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. You make a big mistake in your life. You, 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 you do something that you could easily look back on and say, if I could go back and replay that. I think we had a factor cap earlier in the week. It's, it, it was one of those, if you can get a second chance on something. Yeah. I... I I get where you're coming from. I understand what you're... And I, I'm reading the same quotes that you are, and I'm saying, uh, there's a little bit there. But I also think it takes something to say, guys, I, I really screwed up. Maybe it's something that's been eating at him for a long time. Damn, if there's a... If I said, give me a black eye in baseball over the last 10 years, isn't that the first thing that's oh, going to sure. come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if that's the first thing that's going to come up, if the commissioner made a mistake that we all agree was a huge mistake and then eventually comes out and says, guys, I made a mistake, I, I get where you're coming from, Trav, but I also, I don't mind somebody saying I screwed up. But what good is it? Th- that's and it. And why now? That's it. I, sleep, what if, good is any of this stuff be, when you, when you because, admit that you did something wrong? Because if this were a, a situation where you made a mistake where a bunch of people were left damaged by it and it hadn't healed at all and it continues to fester and it's getting worse and worse and worse and somebody needs to come into it and say guys 
this is on me. I blew this. This had started to scab over. The only person that comes out of this feeling a little better is Manfred himself. The, Ast- the Astros are probably like, seriously? We finally are done with this, and you just lit the match all over again. Same thing, Dodger fans, Yankee fans. I understand the cathartic nature of wanting to unburden yourself with something that you feel you got wrong. I understand that. But not at the expense of other people who you're going to torture all over again. Because nothing's going to change. Yeah, but no, I, like, the, I don't The World I don't Series think... isn't going to change the outcome. But nothing's going to change from after he said these things. The I agree. thing of, I think people were starting to get over it. Remember when we did our draft of things we hate the mm-hmm. most? Mm-hmm. Ireland picked the Astros. I'm sure a lot of people picked the Astros. Carlos Correa tomorrow has a game against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Did they forget about it? I don't think they forgot about it. I, I don't think I... I but now, it's not a matter of forgetting about it necessarily. I maybe nobody I, maybe will ever really forget about it. But it, 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 it's like it's ancient history, right? I, I, I still remember it, but they won another World Series. And the, the, the vitriol for the Dodgers and the Yankees is always going to be there. It's like, hey, remember that time I screwed you? And it's just, you're reminding them all over again. I probably shouldn't have done that. It's like, yeah, I know. But he's we, not saying, I think this might be one of those where... If you're a Dodger or a Yankee fan, you feel the way you do, where maybe the rest of people might look at it a little bit differently because I don't want to say you're not as closely associated as someone like you would be. Mm -hmm. I looked at the comments and I, for myself, was, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, you did screw up. At least there's a little bit of acknowledgement of screwing up. Yeah, and it... Acknowledge it to your therapist. You know, get, get that done in private with yeah, yourself. Your wife, like if your you best need, friend. if you need to unburden yourself with this, fine. But why am I taking somebody down with? I, I don't know. It just it it felt it felt very self serving to me. It makes no one feel better but Rob Manfred, which yeah, we exactly. mentioned before. Like again, Astros fans are mad. Dodger fans are mad. And it's yeah. Again, it's like this whole thing didn't need to be relitigated. The punishment, and it's it wasn't enough, but what you were talking about, Slee, the thing that's still, I don't know if it makes me feel good, but it certainly doesn't make me feel bad, is that when those guys, look, the Astros are coming to town. Alex Bregman is going to take an at-bat, right? Jose Altuve will take it, whoever it is that's still left, and there's not many of them left on the Astros, they get annihilated. And they could be 60 years old, and when they go to a card baseball card signing somewhere, there's going to be a Dodger fan that walks up to him and goes, you are a, a cheating scumbag. 100%. And every, oh, yeah, that's right. He did do that, didn't he? And and that's a, that's a burden to carry for the rest of their lives. And they'll never unburden themselves with it. And Manfred just basically made it worse for those well, guys, too, I, I, I remember, which I respect. I remember when Altuve got injured in the World Baseball Classic. There, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, right? There were a lot of people instantly it wasn't even about the injury it was hey look that's karma this that I, that i don't think that's ever going to go away i think that's always going to be associated with these guys all right you like fries i like fries we all like fries it's a snake draft it's thursday best. snake draft um best french fries best fries is that how we're doing there's this no bad french fries there is no bad <laughs> there's just a matter of better than others that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn